This is Dave Doggett, and you're listening to the Maritime Outdoorsman Podcast, Episode 19. Hello there, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Maritime Outdoorsman Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with Dick Fevens of Sandy Lake Lodge, a Newfoundland moose and bear hunting lodge. So if you are a dedicated hunter, you're interested in moose or bear hunting, this is going to be a show for you. Dick is going to tell us all about his lodge, uh, the background behind it, what makes it unique, and share some very exciting hunting stories with us. So stay tuned, and if at any time during this episode you want to find out more about Sandy Lake Lodge, check the show notes, that kind of thing, just go to maritimeoutdoorsman.com slash 019. And on that page, we'll have a link to Sandy Lake Lodge and all the information that you'll need there. So without further ado, I'm going to connect up with Dick here, and uh, we'll get started. Okay, so I've got uh, I've got Dick Fevens on the line here today. Dick, how you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Dave. Excellent, excellent. So you um, you hail from the Yarmouth area, is that correct? Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. correct. So um, we've got you on today to talk about your your lodge, your moose hunting, uh, moose and bear hunting lodge in Newfoundland, and I know this is a it's a maritime show, but Newfoundland's just, just right up there a little bit, and I'm sure it'll be of great interest to all the hunters that are listening. So I guess tell us a little bit about your, your lodge. How long have you been how long have you been running the uh, Sandy Lake Lodge? Well, I'd like to back up just yeah. a little bit, Dave, if, sure. if I might there, because uh, although we do have the operation, the moose hunting, moose bear operation in Newfoundland, I'm also a newcomer to that province because I made my living in, and lived here in Nova Scotia all my life. Mm. So uh, going to Newfoundland was quite an adventure for me, and it still is. It was a wonderful place. We fell in love with the area. We fell in love with the people, and I still get so uh, excited when I when I get talking to people about what we have over mm. there. It's 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 just been uh, mind blowing to say the least. Excellent. Yeah, no, I, I believe it or not, I have not been to the rock yet, but it's on it's on my bucket list for sure. So, how long have you been running the the uh, hunting lodge? We we purchased the lodge uh, eight seasons ago. We're just going into our ninth season this year. Mm-hmm. We when we first started, we started with an open mind. You could have wrote a book on what we like I said, what we didn't know. Uh, about the province and the people and the landscape and uh, moose hunting in general. But being a fisherman, a commercial fisherman here in Nova Scotia all my life, I learned years ago what I what I didn't know about fishing. Um, I was better off to surround me with people that did. Right. And we adopted that same practice when we went to Newfoundland. Um, there was a lot of things that not being from the rock, like you you called it, that a lot of the, the residents from over there, they was brought up around things and it come first nature to them. We had to learn all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, we brought in professional people from Newfoundland to help us. Okay. 
So was the lodge in existence when you when you guys got there? Or did you did you take it over? Or did you build this? No, it was it was in existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had been there for uh, I'm going to say forty, fifty, sixty years. It started out as a cookhouse for a lumber operation way back. Okay, and um, we uh, we took it from where we purchased it and we just kept making changes that worked for us and seemed to work for the people. Mm. Um, the, the, the lodge, as you see it today over there, although when people drive in, in the yard over there, it's the same building. It's the same premises other than a few new uh, additions we've added to it. Mm-hmm. But once you go inside the camp, everything else is different. Okay. Um, we put our own personal touches into what was there, mm-hmm. and we like to think that we've we've bettered what we what we bought. Not that there was anything really bad with it the way it right. was, but we've we've personalized it and put our our feelings and our touches into it. Gotcha. So, were you a, a an avid hunter before you took over the lodge? I lived for deer hunting. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. I yeah, and I guess that's part of what makes us and who we are here. Um, I never for once ever thought I could be the type of person that could go hunting with and guide because I am a guide myself, Mm -hmm. guide clients and come out of that with my cup full in the fall. Uh, I do a little bit of deer hunting when I get back to Nova Scotia, but very little. And, and it's, I just get my reward from helping other people. You know, what a lot of them, a lot of them only dream about, uh, you know, that they're going to go to Newfoundland and shoot a moose. Right. Uh, a lot of people think about it, but they never take that final step to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a reward when, <laughs> you know, I, I get, I get all wound up inside because I right. can think, there's different faces come to my mind of different people that we've had the privilege of helping achieve their goal. It's heart touching. Right. It's heartwarming right. to yeah. to to have people that you know uh, and say, well, you know, we we was we was part of that. Mm-hmm. We was part of making mm-hmm. that a lifelong memory for that person. Yeah. No, I I can relate a little bit being a, a licensed fishing guide here in Nova Scotia because, you know, I, I have had several occasions where people have either caught, a, you know, a record fish or broken their personal best or whatever, and there's that incredible reward of, of having helped make that happen, and I think that's what you're getting at. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what are some of the, you know, the big highlights? I know you probably got a whole bunch, but... Um, maybe just pick the top one or two hunting experiences from, you know, highlight guests at the, uh, at the lodge. Oh boy. I've got two that <laughs> just jump right out at me, but, yeah. but first of all, I'd like to point something out, Dave. People, sure. we, we don't, uh, advertise as being a trophy camp. Right. Okay. Uh, I want to make that perfectly clear. What I, the other point that I want to make perfectly clear is the client decides when they want to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. When they pull the trigger, that is their trophy because they are the one that decided that that's what I want. That's the right. one I want. It doesn't matter horn size. It doesn't. We we only have taken uh, in any one year six cows, but okay. they're illegal. They're illegal 
you, you know, people people have the license; they can they can take them. Some people, that's what they want. They don't want a bull. Mm-hmm. They they want good table fare, and you know, it's a, they decide. Right. But but getting back to your original question, I have two clients that I will when. This is all said and done, and I'm no longer in the industry, but I'm I'm able to sit back and read my notes and read the logs. Yeah. There's two phases that will always come come to mind. The first one, she first come the first year, she was 95. Mm. She shot a cow. She come the following year, and she was 96, and she shot her bull, wow. cat, uh, moose. Um, and would still be coming today. She she just celebrated her 99th birthday. She still goes deer hunting wow. here in Nova Scotia, wow. and and would continue to come to the camp. But she has health issues that does not allow her to. But I will take that one to the grave. That, yeah, absolutely. That was makes it all worthwhile. The other one was a gentleman that we had come in last uh, last summer to the spring bear hunt. And his friend that brought him said, are you open for a challenge? And I said, always. I mm. said, what is it? He said, my my friend down here wants to shoot a bear, and uh, we want to try to make it happen. I said, sure, okay, what's the challenge with that? He said, he's blind. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, there you go. Totally. He was he was wounded in Vietnam, wow. and, and we put some homework into it. We put some preparation into it. We put some thought into it and and a lot of practice into it and this gentleman was able to shoot a bear uh one shot Mm. and and it wasn't a huge bear it wasn't a large bear but when you're blind and you Mm. your expectation for hunting is zero um any legal animal is a trophy and and that that sits um that trophy is in his office down in Ohio State, and mm. that's the second uh, most memorable, and and not putting one ahead right, of the other. Right, they're, yeah. they're, they're both. All of these, the, the interview with with the lady and the interview with him, the entire hunt with him, uh, can be looked up on our website. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, those are two, definitely two uh, featured highlights. There's no question about that. Ninety, you know. Anyone in their nineties that's still going hunting is is amazing for sure, and and to get somebody who's blind, uh, you know, able to take a hunting trip that's that's quite something. Um, so I'll put a link to your website, obviously, uh, in the show notes for this episode. But um, what are the some of the policies or you know expectations that you you guys have for your guests? We have a uh, a list that I put together mm-hmm. a few years ago now, and and um, it's just called an expectation list, and it's it's what clients can expect of us being the outfitter, but also uh, what us as outfitters expect of the client. Right. And and that goes a long ways toward. There's nothing any harder than than taking a brand new client and getting all the little. Uh, if we don't know each other, there's barriers. I right. mean, that's just normal everyday thing. But that helps break down the barriers and and get past that first threshold of getting to know somebody. Mm-hmm. So we don't spend half of the week trying to get to know each other. We we go into it uh, before the hunt introductions, and we already with this expectation list, we already got some idea of, of you know what. Right. What the week is going to have in store for us, right? 
um, one of the things that sets us apart, I, I want to point this out because it, I look at it as one of the most important things that sets us aside from, from other outfitters or a lot of the other outfitters, I should say. We are a no alcohol policy mm-hmm. camp. Mm-hmm. We are strictly about hunting. Yeah. Uh, the partying, we have a good time. We have a lot of laughs and all like that, but it's done sober. Yeah, and and I I don't want to spend too much time on that, but I will say that once we put that policy in, a whole new realm of clientele opened up, and yeah. we have we have people now that come every year, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most people, our repeat clients are every other year. Mm-hmm. We've like I said, going into our night season, we've had some clients here. I think this will be their sixth, either sixth or seventh year with us. Wow. And, and then are, are a delight to hunt because we've gone past that initial introduction stage. We we're friends now. Yeah. People come as clients and we build a friendship. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and that goes way deeper than, um, it's priceless. Yeah, it's priceless sure. when you, when you have, you know, friends returning every year. Mm. Uh, the other thing that, that, that done for us, uh, we have a lot of husbands and wives mm. coming in. They don't always both hunt. They rotate one hunt one year and one hunt the next, but husband and wives going in the field together, one carrying the camera, it brings in a, you know, a whole different perspective. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I think the, uh, no alcohol policy is probably a really good one. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people, you know, they like to go away maybe to their own camp and have a few drinks and, you know, and then do their hunting the next day. But when you're, you know, when you're going to a place like you guys have and you want everybody to make sure everybody's, you know, fully, yeah, well, fully don't, alert. Don't, yep. Well, don't forget, Dave, we're also dealing with strangers a lot. Uh, yeah. We have, we're not dealing with a lot of these we know, but if, if I have six clients in camp, uh, three couples will say, and one is from Vermont, one's from Ohio, and the other one's from Nova Scotia. They, they don't know each other. No. And you check that factor in there, and mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. most of the time, it works out okay, mm-hmm. but... I think if you was to ask people and people are honest about it, everybody has a horror story of the time sure. that, you know, uh, things happen. Yeah, you yeah know? absolutely. And, and, and we just thought it would bring a different angle, and it did, a, yeah. a, a very positive spin on our camp. Excellent. Well, that's a good idea. Well, I guess where... yeah. Where are you guys in in relation to Newfoundland? When people well, go well, when people go to the website, they can find a a map there. But just just uh, verbally yeah. speaking, okay. The easiest thing that I can tell people that that are are not familiar with the area is if you put your finger in the what looks like the dead center of the province of Newfoundland, right. you're probably gonna you're probably gonna sink or skip it. You know, okay. Like, okay. Now we are south of Grand Falls, Windsor. Mm-hmm. Grand Falls, Windsor is is where we meet people and where we get our provisions and all that mm-hmm. stuff. We're about 50 miles in the back country. Yeah. Uh, south of the exploits, we cross the exploits river. It's also for for people that have been there and know the area a little bit. We're in Area 16. Area 16 encompasses somewhere around, and this is only guesswork. Don't you know? Don't yeah. uh, take it. Uh, somewhere's around 800 square miles mm. of hunting country that that that's that's what we have at our fingertips to hunt. We share that. 
mm-hmm. with some other local hunters that draw for, for the license. And uh, it's a type of terrain in that area 16. It's not mountainous country. Okay. It's a type of country we have taken people that have had steel rods in their backs. We've been able to hunt them. We've been able to hunt people um, with bad legs, mm-hmm. uh, heart trouble, mm-hmm. because it's it's low rolling and right. and and there's road access. That's not that's not the type of hunting mm-hmm. that we normally do. We like to get into the clear cuts and call call the animals out in the fall. That's our right. preferred method. But okay. one of the other things that kind of set us apart, I think, is when, when a client comes in, if we don't know him, if it's a new client, we set him down and we say, okay, what are your limitations? Right. How do you want to hunt? Do you want to come back for dinner? Do you want to stay all day? Do you want to eat? You know, away from the, out in the field. How mm-hmm. do you tell us what your body can handle and we'll provide that hunt for you mm. because you can take somebody, an elder, elderly gentleman, we'll say, uh, 70s, 80s, and we hunt him too hard. We're going to ruin him for the rest of the week if right. we don't if we don't get our you know our mm. animal on the Monday. Right. So we learned a long time ago is don't pigeonhole anybody. Let them tell us how they want to hunt, yeah. and 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 then we cater to that. Gotcha. Now that makes total sense. So, um, so it's moose primarily and bear, or do you, are, the, do yep. the, are they are As they the separate? Second. Are they separate seasons? Do they overlap? How does that work? They they, they kind of overlap. There was a spring bear hunt, um, which I call it spring, but usually it's June mm-hmm. <laughs> before it gets. You know, yesterday, as a matter of fact, we're somewhere in the last week of May here. Yesterday yeah. was t-shirt weather here in Nova Scotia. Uh, in Newfoundland, it was four degrees mm. uh, Celsius. Yeah. So there's there's quite a difference in temperature. Usually, it's June before the grass uh, starts growing. Yeah. Bears have to eat green grass to stretch their stomachs back. June and that spring bear season goes until this year. Uh, it's the second of July. It closes through July and up to the opening of the moose season. This year, I think it opens again the 10th of September um, and goes through until sometime in early November. So the the kind of overlaps. Uh, you can go. We, we have people that that like to you know get their moose and then if time allows pick up the bear tag mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. do a little bit of bear bear hunting on top of that. Gotcha. Okay. So. Where it's na- where your lodge is named Sandy Lake Lodge, I'm assuming it's right on the edge of the lake. Correct. And uh, uh, are there are there also fishing opportunities for for guests? We have, you know, it's funny you would you would ask that because the trout fishing over there is is really good, but what we have there is brook trout. Uh, in the springtime, in the spring or early early summer, when we're conducting bear hunts. That's part of the bear hunt uh, mm-hmm. is is the opportunity to go catching fish. Yeah. Um, we don't cater to just sports right. fishermen right. for the simple reason most guys uh, are not interested in brook trout. They want three and four and five pound lakers and and mud trout and that type of thing, right? And yeah. and it's not right there at 
at our fingertips. Okay. So we don't have that. But the lake that we sit on, it's it's 18 miles of shoreline. Mm. Uh, there's there's really uh, beautiful beautiful spots up there. We my focus is mainly on the hunting. Yeah. But there's beautiful photo opportunities like. This time of year, up around some of the bogs and stuff on the edge of the lake, you, it's almost a guarantee thing. You're gonna, you can go up there and find caribou with their with their young ones oh, and yeah. in a, in a in a remote location where them animals have probably never seen a human being before. Mm. So you can get close. It's not quick glimpses. It's you know they're out there staring you down, trying yeah. to figure out what you are. Right. It's it's really awesome. uh, I, I get so excited. Like I said, yeah. it's, to a local, they they seen that since they was you know kids growing up. To yeah. me, I get excited about it because it's it, you know it's fairly new to me too. Sure. I hope I never get over being excited about what we have there. No, it doesn't sound like you will. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, I mean, uh, it sounds like a fantastic place to go. Um, so your website has, you know, has lots of pictures and videos and all the information anybody would ever need should they want to find out more about you or look at booking a trip. Um, and what, what, is, what are the primary hunting seasons or the periods that you guys operate the lodge? We're mainly over there. I, I'll be over there next month. Uh, we we do have a, a few bear hunts that we have to conduct, but mainly my... My trip over there and for the next month will be doing repairs and maintenance that I don't get a chance to mm. do fall. So, yeah. But our busy, busy time is when the moose hunt opens, and that does open early September and goes through till the end of December. It's wow. a very long season. Mm. But mainly our main time is during the calling season uh, for the bull moose, and that will be from the middle of September uh, until early, early November. Okay. Okay. So, and I think, I think mainly, uh, years ago when they had lots and lots of snow, the winters are changing over there also. Mm -hmm. We don't seem to get the big heavy snowfalls that we used to, uh, but going back three or four years ago, we had two feet of snow in October over there, and that pretty well shut us down for, oh, yeah. for you know, remember, we're a long ways in the backcountry. Yeah. We're 50 miles back there. We're, we're actually, although it's a, it's a good road because the, the lake, Sandy Lake itself, sits, sits on uh, part of the power system. The water okay. is down. So there's a good road so they can maintain that dam. But that all being said, we're like I tell people, you've got to be careful. When we leave the camp in the morning, when we go somewhere and we're hunting, we're a long ways from a hospital. Yeah. You've got to be careful with knives, and you've got to be careful with twisting your legs and all mm -hmm. that stuff, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because accidents. Oh, although sure. we've been lucky, we've been very lucky, but not saying that things can't happen. Sure. You have to be mindful of where we're at. Sure. But I guess at least you do have that, um, you know, you can... So you you can drive in and out. So if you did mm -hmm. need, if you did need to get somebody out, what is it? That's a, right. A little over an hour to get in and out, or would it be more than that? No, about an hour. Yeah. Uh, you'd be pushing it a little bit if you had to get somebody out yeah. in a hurry. So yeah. an hour would do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Excellent. 
I, uh, just one other thing I'd like yeah. to point out, Dave, is when we leave Grand Falls Winter and we start in towards the camp, we we actually travel through. And, and when I'm t- taking clients or clients are following me into the camp for the first time, I, I one of the most important pieces of equipment they can have with them is a camera. Mm. And and I, I don't know, I just find myself stopping so many times along, <laughs> along the way to show them different points of scenery. Yeah. Like the, the landscape will change about four times. Uh, right. You'll go from thick, heavy cut where it was cut out 25 years ago and then it goes out into the barren with you know scatter in these big boulders and stuff on the land the landscape itself is worth the trip yeah the hunt is a bonus yeah and and people that come when you bring clients to the camp and you've hunted them for a week and all the barriers are gone and they get to know people and the joking and the laughter and the fun and you have a gang of six people, we switch. Saturday is the day, our break-off day, that people will have to be out by dinner time so we can get ready for the next bunch that comes in. Right. And when you have people get up in the morning, all packed and ready to go, at, you know, get up at 8, 9 o'clock, whatever time they roll it on Saturday morning, they're trying to catch up on, and they'll sit and drink coffee until dinner time, mm. and still be hesitant to leave. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know something's going right. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. and that is priceless. Yeah, yeah. Priceless. No, it sounds like a great place. Someday, hopefully, I'll get to see it. And uh, if anyone out there listening wants to get a, a sneak peek of what Sandy Lake looks like, just go to the show notes, which is. Uh, MaritimeOutdoorsMan.com slash 019 for episode 19. And uh, you'll be able to find a link to Sandy Lake Lodge there. And uh, yeah, so that's awesome, Dick. I, I appreciate you taking some time to talk to us today. And hopefully we can put some eyes on uh, on the lodge. And and uh, some people out there listening will get to experience what you've been talking about. Yep, and I and I hope anybody has any questions at all. There's no such thing as a stupid question no, or yeah. I love talking, I love answering questions. Yeah. A little tip, if you're going to call me and I don't mind that, write down your questions so we can cover everything. And yeah. it, because uh, it happens time and time again, people will, you know, call yeah. and I encourage that. Yeah, yeah. I love talking about what we have over there. What's I, what's I the, just love. What's the number you'd want somebody to call, Dick? At home here, uh, it's 902-643-2780. My cell number is 902-749-6392. And during the fall when we're at the camp, uh, the number the camp number is uh, 902-740-1188. Perfect. If, if you missed writing that down, you can always rewind it 30 seconds and catch that again. So. Excellent, Dick. I uh, I appreciate you uh, talking to me today, and uh, and uh, so hope you hope you have a, a great hunting season coming up, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you very much, Dave. All right, thanks. Been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye bye.